We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And now New Galaxy Broadcasting presents Inalienable and Free, Voice of the Coalition, a program addressing the grave challenges to human and citizen rights in America and the rest of the world. How can we, the people of Earth, take back the power and privileges granted to us by God and address so significantly in the Declaration of Independence? Our rights are inalienable, that is, given by God and incapable of being taken away from or given by another. These rights are the basis of liberty, the foundation of all life and happiness. The Coalition of Planetary Empowerment is an organization designed to give its members tools and information to empower them personally, in relationships, and in business and employment, but also to give them a voice and the ability to help transform political and corporate governance to support the true needs and desires of people throughout the world. Inalienable and Free focuses on the need for government and corporate business interests to be responsive to the will and desire of their constituents and consumer shareholders. Welcome to the 36th program of Inalienable and Free, Voice of the Coalition. My name is Johnny Blue Star. I am the CEO of New Galaxy Enterprises, a media content development company and the host of Inalienable and Free and Threshold Radio. For years, I've been a writer and broadcaster, but now foremost, I am also a concerned citizen, worried about my country and the planet we live in. Today, on behalf of my company, New Galaxy Enterprises, I'm seeking help in crowdfunding a project that I believe is of the utmost importance to our country and the world. Although I had contemplated such a project in the past, it was the last presidential campaign that amplified my concerns as to what was happening in the United States and other democratic nations. This program, Inalienable and Free, was developed to provide the rationale for such a project and has painstakingly presented many of the defects of our present and past policies and the need for new paradigms for our geopolitical perspectives. Many of us are sick of endless wars and the nuclear threat that hangs as a cloud over our entire planet, the degradation of our basic legal rights after 9-11, the conflicts over stopping the massive climate changes that we are experiencing, the militarization of the police, the invasion of our privacy, the realistic threat of devaluation of our currency, the lack of regulation of our financial institutions, and the refusal of our elected officials to listen to the people they represent. Why won't Congress listen to the people's voice and the executive and judiciary act in the people's interests? It is no secret that much of this reflects a collusion between government and the media to serve the interests of their donors and advertisers. And some of this reflects the efforts of other groups to capture the votes of the disenfranchised by false promises and deceptive promotions disguising a similar elite financial agenda. The upshot of this is potential financial collapse, deadly consequences for our environment, and possibly even thermonuclear war. All through the last presidential campaign, there was one political slogan that nobody missed. It was, Make America Great Again. Before the campaign, such a slogan could have ignited hopes that the election would allow us to regain some of the citizen and human rights we had lost since 9-11. We then could hope that this promise would soon be reflected in the actions of a new Congress and executive branch, 
that though this slogan was there during the campaign, the actual rhetoric during that time annihilated any such future imaginations. In fact, the aftermath of the election saw actions that attempted to make some of the campaign promises a reality and contradicted others, the totality of which anyway cast dark shadows over our country. I could see we risked the danger of descending into greater darkness for citizen human rights with the new administration. Accordingly, I decided to act. I now wanted to create a truly interactive social media program that would be designed to specially address, among other things, critical human and citizen right issues. But I wasn't sure how to effectively define it and promote it. When Donald Trump left the Paris Agreement, abandoning a solemn commitment of 190 countries throughout the world to deal with climate change on his own, the new president of France addressed the people of the United States, appealing to them to go beyond President Trump's memorable nationalistic slogan during his campaign. It is already changing our daily lives, but it is global. Everyone is impacted, and if we do nothing, our children will know a world of migrations, of wars, of shortage, a dangerous world. It is not the future we want for ourselves. It is not the future we want for our children. It is not the future we want for our world. Today, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, announced his decision to withdraw the United States from the Paris Agreement. I do respect this decision, but I do think it is an actual mistake, both for the U.S. and for our planet. I just said President Trump in a few words a few minutes ago, this assessment. Tonight, I wish to tell the United States, France believes in you. The world believes in you. I know that you are a great nation. I know your history, our common history. To all scientists, engineers, entrepreneurs, responsible citizens who were disappointed by the decision of the President of the United States, I want to say that they will find in France the second homeland. I call on them, come and work here with us, to work together on concrete solutions for our climate, our environment. I can assure you, France will not give up the fight. I reaffirm clearly that the Paris Agreement remains irreversible and will be implemented not just by France, but by all the other nations. Over the coming hours, I will have the opportunity to speak with our main partners to define a common strategy and to launch new initiatives. I already know that I can count on them. I call on you to remain confident. We will succeed. Because we are fully committed. Because wherever we live, whoever we are, we all share the same responsibility. Make our planet, 
great again. Thank you. After I heard the phrase, make our planet great again, it kept rippling through my mind. And why not? The phrase came at an auspicious time. You see, although for years I had planned to work on a certain type of social network, it was only a few days before Marcon's speech that I had bought the domain, which meant in English, the planet. At that time, my surprising certainty about the choice had puzzled me, because it was in French, not my native language. But now, given Marcon's dramatic proclamation that echoed throughout the world, I believed I had chosen correctly, and it appeared that the choice for the name seemed to me to come from a place much higher than my own insignificant personality. How I was able to envision an organization that would empower persons to deal with the obstacles blocking them from true liberty and prosperity. For one thing, I realized that at that point, a political social media network would not be enough. For one thing, the political arena was not the only critical factor affecting the lack of stewardship, human rights, and prosperity of our planetary population. There's also the rapacious greed of certain business corporate enterprises, often multinationals, that were producing products and services that directly impacted on the environment, the health, and even the basic rights of human beings by manipulating their beliefs and attitudes into ignoring their solely profit-making and control agenda. So citizens, in addition to being voters, were also consumers and shareholders with the capacity to influence energy companies, food processors, car manufacturers, pharmaceutical organizations, and health providers, and so many more business corporate organizations. True, the phrase, isolating from its historical use, power to the people, meant for me power over commercial enterprises as well, not just government. But more than that, it meant to me a way of empowering the people with the capacity to manifest in the very best way according to the times and conditions of the moment. In my view and in my attempts to be a commercial content developer and broadcaster, I saw this question of individual empowerment as critical, and it indeed was one of the core directives of everything I did. Indeed, individual empowerment was a spiritual issue. By that I mean something more than a philosophy of prosperity that chiefly relied on the human imagination but moreover focused on the alignment of the individual mind with a divine imagination. Naturally, the meaning of these words will need to be further explained. We'll now take a brief break for a few messages. First, we present a sequence from a novel by Ken Ede, an attorney and by now a very prolific novelist, who specializes with suspense thrillers with a focus on key issues. The novel we present you today, The Involuntary Spy, focuses on the complex and dangerous issue of GMOs and a story that is filled with adventure and international intrigue. Then we will talk about our blog service for New Galaxy Enterprises clients. Finally, we present the first full-length version of a song with lyrics by myself and Edgar Ahrens uh, with, the, with the musical composition. In this song, I adopted a melody that Edgar had once used for a type of spiritual song. It is a song sung expertly by Patricia Welch, and although a love song, it has a kind of spiritual context for those whose heart is also ready for something beyond human love. In Ken Ede's book, The Involuntary Spy, Seth Rogen, a scientist, after having discovered a major deception created by a multi-billion dollar worldwide agribusiness giant that he works for, is driven by his conscience to release the information to the public at the peril of his reputation, career, and life itself. To do this, he must take refuge in Moscow. Here is an excerpt. Chapter 4 Yuri helped Seth settle into the safe house in Moscow. Tomorrow night, he would take the nine-hour flight to the Far East. From the apartment, he could see the colorful and distinctive towers of St. Basil's Cathedral from his window, and the glittering gold onion domes of the Church of Annunciation in the Kremlin. 
This was the Kremlin he had seen so many times on television. Back then, during the Cold War, it had represented the seat of the Empire of Evil. Now, it was oddly beautiful. The American press was already doing damage control on Seth's report to Russia today. The president called it propaganda and said that the United States was against the manufacture of biological weapons. Spokesmen from the company said that Seth's report to RT should be disregarded as the words of a traitor and a thief. Because of his fleeing the country, Seth's story was discredited in every mainstream media report. Okay, your name now is George Amers, said Yuri, smiling, holding out documents. Here is new passport. I'm Canadian? Yes. Does that mean I have to say A all the time? Seth, Russians don't care what you say. But don't talk to people. Don't talk to people. And don't go anywhere. Just to work and back home. Sounds boring. Isn't that what you guys do in America anyway? Well, yeah. Okay. Don't make friends. If you want a girl, we get you girl. That sucks. Look, it's only for six months. Then you can do what you want. If you see anything suspicious, call me. Six months, eh? Yes, six months. Oh, and shave mustache and color hair. What? You prefer shave head and color mustache? No, no, that's okay. I'll take the hair color. And we fix nose. What's wrong with my nose? Nose too big. It's not. We fix anyway. Okay, let me see if I've got it. Don't go anywhere. Don't make friends. Sleep with prostitutes that you send to me. And wear a disguise. Yes, you are smart. Don't forget to use lenses I gave you for eyes. And what? Lose some weight. Seth worked on his disguise with the materials Yuri had left in the safe house. He said a fond farewell to the mustache that had been with him since high school and picked a dark brown color to mask his light brown hair. With the contacts in, his eyes changed from green to brown. He didn't even recognize himself. The surface disguise was the easy part. Being George Amers would be the true disguise to master. This is Johnny Blue Star, CEO of New Galaxy Enterprises, a media content development company. Our company, within the last year, has produced and hosted a variety of multimedia blogs for various authors, singer-songwriters and musicians, talk radio programs, media content ads on holistic medical and political environmental topics, etc., These blogs were then posted for our various clients and associates on multiple social networks. To learn more about New Galaxy, see samples of our work, or talk to us about your project, please go to www.newgalaxyenterprises.com and fill out the contact form.
For the moment, let me say that I saw clearly that this organization should not just function to achieve political and clean commercial objectives, unlike many political and lobbying organizations in the past which focused on a narrow band of objectives, our members should not have to wait to achieve prosperity and health. Many of these core material issues were of necessity connected to spiritual empowerment. These were the type of citizens who would have the stamina, the commitment, and the guidance to take on such wealthy and materially empowered political and social institutions. So I saw two critical elements that needed to be created. First, a more broadly conceived organization to help members centered mainly in a website. The content of this website would help them take their rightful ownership of their personal business and political life in their own countries as members of sovereign nations, but also as citizens of planet Earth. I decided to call the overall organization the Coalition for Planetary Empowerment. Secondly, I now saw clearly that a social network associated with this website could become a vital tool for this kind of empowerment. This network would be a home to enhance the creation of an active, informed, empowered, and enlightened citizenry of planet Earth. With the website and the social network, I could now see a fourfold plan to develop this project. One, to help create an informed citizenry in democratic nations by providing a global dialogue center for discussing human rights. Two, to empower voters in democratic countries to politically take back their rights. Three, to empower consumers, shareholders, and workers to lobby against corporations and other types of business entities whose product services and governmental lobbying efforts work against the interests of the citizens who reside in the countries they do business in. In addition to contacting businesses, I also realized that media companies, so often part of the deceptive and misleading messages sent to citizens, should also be part of a specific lobbying effort addressing media managers, broadcasters, and reporters to uphold their appropriate role in democratic countries, which give lip service to the sacred responsibilities of media. 
Four, to enlighten members to the power within themselves to bring effective results from their efforts in their personal lives and business areas as well as in politics. I wanted to examine this from a spiritual perspective. Let's look at the first component, creating an informed citizenship. The network will attempt to provide a better way to inform citizens, particularly in the area of human and citizen rights. But why is this so important? Why don't we just start with the primary framework of the Declaration of Independence? Thomas Jefferson said, an informed citizenry is at the heart of a dynamic democracy. I take this quotation as the first building block of a safe and nurturing government, and that his statement applies to all sovereign democratic nations. Yes, being informed is critical to that end, and I believe the proper kind of social network could serve that purpose. Yes, it could be a great tool for communication and digesting, relaying and interpreting information, all the while keeping people abreast of current issues that need to be addressed. Further members could broadcast their own media or that of others directly related to the purpose of the Coalition for Planetary Empowerment. They could also discuss privately in group chats or tele- or video conferences. Therefore, the first component of this platform would contain a global dialogue forum, a venue for the free exchange of ideas as how to further human and citizen rights from various countries throughout the world. The second component would be a political empowerment division, which would permit voters to deal realistically with issues demanding a solution, not just by talking, but by politically empowering them throughout the world. At first, this component would only be available to citizens within the United States. In the future, we would hope to provide other countries' citizens with access to our network with their own customized political empowerment division. The empowerment division would be a tool to collective action, where members of like mind could create initiatives, blueprints for legislative change, and campaign and promote candidates who would actually represent their interests and not those of special interests. As this is a network dedicated primarily to the retention and acquisition of human and citizen rights, those will be the focus of our attention, particularly on a federal level. The third division will be a consumer, shareholder, and workers' empowerment division. When we think of our rights, our minds naturally return to the 10 Bill of Rights, and sometimes we forget that the three inalienable rights mentioned in the Declaration were those that more or less form the rationale for creating a new constitutional form of democracy. They are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Although government is supposed to regulate areas like the environment, finances, health, and product safety, government is often lax, but also sometimes issues themselves pop up rather quickly and need to be acted on. These issues are ones affecting the quality, meaning, and continuance of our life. Life is an inalienable right and is the obligation of citizens, organizations, and businesses to protect that right. Sometimes citizens must take action. So in addition to lobbying government, which is part of the problem, the other side of the problem is private business, including media companies, often conducted by corporations with huge, with huge financial and economic resources. War, pollution of air, water, and soil, dangerous products, including pharmaceuticals, often with potentially lethal side effects, are quite often the result of predatory capitalism. While the effort to create, develop, and market products may be valuable and good, in fact, a fulfillment of another inalienable right, liberty. The irresponsible development and marketing of dangerous and destructive products and services, often advertised by media, jeopardize our right to life. Unfortunately, workers on all levels often find their lives, safety, and financial well-being unnecessarily challenged by businesses that put profit first before people. Further, often media supports this toxic corporate agenda through news and, again, advertising. 
For this reason, another component of this platform will help empower shareholders, consumers, and workers either separately or together to hold the executives and boards of private or public companies accountable for their actions. Business policies and purposes need to be more harmonized for the good of the environment and the consumers who are individually and collectively affected by their products and services, but also their employees and shareholders who are also affected by everything they do or make. This business accountability area will be created after the political empowerment center has been adequately developed. So, considering these reflections, when we talk about being informed and being empowered politically, is that really enough for a vibrant government? My belief is that to be truly empowered politically, it is greatly helpful to be empowered spiritually. The fourth component of our platform will be a manifestation resource center that will provide some direction, although, as in all forms of empowerment, the ultimate results will depend on the intention, interest, and activity undertaken by the individual. We'll take a break now. After a few commercial messages, we will hear an inspiring song about a very cosmic dancer called Nataraj, a treat from the great band Lightstorm. My company, New Galaxy Enterprises, is a California corporation specializing in the creation of media and promotional content. We are focused on original, innovative projects that are good for humanity. These projects could be nonfiction books or novels, fictional screenplays or documentary content, websites and website content, commercial advertising content for print, audio or video products on the internet, television or radio, musical scores for advertising, television or film, video, audio editing, etc. We want to promote products and projects that support the environment, encourage a healthy experience in living, developing, nurturing and useful technology and offering platforms for positive, socially constructive entertainment or informative, transformative media. Our experience in creating a variety of products like this is rather vast and we offer client-based and collaborative products, as well as the opportunity of active investors to join us in the creation and promotion of proprietary products, some of which are in latter stages of development. For more information, go to www.NewGalaxyEnterprises.com. That's www.NewGalaxyEnterprises.com. If you're interested in talking to us, just fill out the contact sheet and we will get back with you. Dr. Hugo Rodier is a medical doctor trained in nutritional medicine with a special interest in intestinal disorders. You may schedule a consult via Skype or telephone by calling 801-898-3317 or via email by accessing his website, hugorodier.com, H-U-G-O-R-O-D-I-E-R.com. No insurance accepted, but a form is available to apply for reimbursement from your insurance except for Medicare. Dr. Rodier speaks English, French, and Spanish. His first step calls creation forth, and then the dance begins. It changes with each single beat, he lets his hand drum sing. Sai Nataraj keeps dancing. On and on Actions swirl as burning light In supernova style It is the dance of life and death Can you see his blissful smile? Sayonara keeps dancing On and on
Founding Fathers of the United States created two documents, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. These documents provided a moral and spiritual foundation for a government that would safeguard the Creator's gift of inalienable rights. The Declaration explicitly proposed that these rights included life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We believe that these and other rights, some of which are enumerated in the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments to the Constitution, embody sacred principles and are a reflection of the wishes of what Washington called the divine architect, the source that is at the center of all material manifestation. Alignment with these principles allows for the manifestation of humanity's destiny as a righteous, prosperous species of life, the rightful guardians of this planet. As I contemplated the values this network would be supporting, I knew its origin was very much related to the origins of the United States and the principles it represented, the fragile seeds of real democracy, but very poignant and electrifying ideals I believed in since a child. But having been involved in a lifetime study of spirituality, I believe that the ideals of the Founding Fathers expressed in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution had implications that went beyond acknowledging and attempting to enforce our inalienable rights, the profound foundations of their thinking. These documents speak about human rights, but these rights are aligned with the nature of God, righteous and good, the very embodiment of truth. Therefore, seeking out and experiencing the blessings of life, liberty, and happiness aligns us with the principles of God and allows us to draw closer to the direct experience of His very nature and immense good fortune for we human beings. As you experience the blessings of liberty, you draw closer to God, 
but conversely, owing to the quality and power of these principles, as you draw closer to the direct experience of His Divine Presence, you begin to realize that these blessings are aligned with His nature. Directly experiencing the source of all things we can see, touch, and smell, the source of the billions of stars and millions of galaxies, harbingers of the extraordinary infinitude of our universe, and perhaps to the many dimensions beyond, is this possible? Can human beings actually experience that divine presence? I say yes. New Galaxy Broadcasting's latest show, Inalienable Free and Threshold Radio, which I host, discusses this possibility extensively, and yes, in our view, this experience is aligned with the ideals of the Founding Fathers. More so, this experience is also aligned with those principles as they achieved further positive progressive expansion in United States history. Make America Great Again? True. America made the largest footprints for democracy ever made in the 18th century, and that made for a tremendous advantage for mankind from one point of view. Unfortunately, having a democracy for a limited number of white property citizens is not that much of an advance considering the criteria we must look at today. Looking at the history of the United States, we see the abusive, exploitive practice of slavery and the continuing destruction of the autonomy, lives, and well-being of Native Americans, the suppression of women continuing after the American Revolution. We also see the persecution of various ethnic, religious, and racial minorities, the exploitation of workers, the endless war spurred by corporate imperialism, and now the challenging of all of our sacred citizen rights guaranteed by the Constitution. No, our history does not make us great, and despite wishful thinking, things may have been better in the past, but they were far cry from what they could have been. Truly, if there was ever such a thing as true American greatness, it lay in the formulation of its principles and in the American dream, which was spawned by these principles. Still, one cannot underestimate the value of America's great principles, a gift for all mankind. As Jefferson said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator by certain inalienable rights. Let me highlight that phrase, all men are created equal. Not just Americans, no, all men. That is all people on this planet. All people on earth to which, as I have said, have been gifted with these sacred principles. If we or any other country wants to be great, they need to be aware of all the people on this planet. As someone who has been heavily involved in understanding the spiritual concept of manifestation, let me try and explain the power of these principles which proclaim our inherent human rights. I will define manifestation as the power of creating the realization of certain desires related to a conscious effort to see an outcome in one's imagination. Over the years, this has led to an extraordinary number of prosperity or success claims by various organizations and proponents, all promising success by visualizing goals in the mind prior to manifestation. Most notable recent example of this was the secret at one time given massive publicity by Oprah Winfrey. I tend to believe that most of these systems, including the secret, are flawed. But for me, there was one approach that was not flawed and that has produced big results in my personal life, and that is the teachings of Wayne Dyer. As part of my payback to what I learned from Dyer, I manage a Wayne Dyer discussion group for a social network. Whereas the direction I've taken in my own development is not quite the same as Dyer's overall message, the methodology of manifestation has been extraordinarily useful to me. Yes, there may be other modern teachings that correspond to what I believe are the real teachings of spiritual manifestation, but I do not know them. Yet there is one ancient teaching embodied in a quotation from Jesus that aptly expresses the powerful spiritual law. It is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all else will be granted unto you. 
Now, when I bring up this saying, I do so with a specifically universal connotation, without regard to its context in Scripture and various scriptural interpretations. I believe this saying does not just apply to any one religion or following, but to a spiritual law that was one of the core foundations of the original teachings of Jesus, whose fundamental teachings have been lost over time. This passage embodies a manifestation teaching which may be a key to restoring and realigning this planet with the intention of its creator. Let me attempt to explain. In my opinion, Jesus refers to direct contact with the source as the kingdom of God. I'm talking here now about the experience. The ancient Jews referred to the same experience in Hebrew as the Shekinah, or presence of God. This experience is expressed directly or indirectly in other faiths with words like Samadhi, Fana, Baraka, Sunyata, Nirvana, Reis, Taksu. These words may have a multiplicity of meaning, but I am here talking about the experience of God's presence, a distinctive, powerful, and real experience, not a place or belief. The world's religions and many spiritual movements are full of terms directly or indirectly pointing to this experience. There are several important keys here. One, you must have a definite experience of source. Two, you must bring your sense of truth to the experience. You are looking for a special state of awareness, a living presence, a fountain of goodness. Above all, it must have a sense of righteousness about it. It's not just any kind of elevated consciousness. In Plato, source was called Toagathos, the good. At the very least, you yourself are a drop in an ocean of goodness. All else does not mean anything else. It means that all else that are aligned with that experience of spiritual awareness, desires of this nature that are meant to manifest, can be best accessed through a relationship with Source, not with the day-to-day lower consciousness in which many of us spend the majority of our waking moments. Still, if one has not yet fully experienced the consciousness of Source, intuition on our own conscience may provide a sense of goodness and righteousness that may lead us to formulate desires beneficial to ourselves and the rest of the world. For, in a certain way, you can understand our ordinary state of awareness without relationship to Source can be likened to a fallen state. God wants us to be with Him, to commune with Him, to share His presence on many, many levels. In the language of Genesis, He wants us to walk in the garden with Him, a consciousness that partakes of all the attributes of this special level of awareness. In the revolutionary era of the United States, many of the officers were Masons, an organization that at the time espoused many of the values related to the Declaration the Constitution. In today's world, there is much Masonic symbolism bandied about, particularly on the Internet. That is almost the opposite of the original meaning of the symbolism. But needless to say, in my opinion, the goal of Masonic symbolism is pointing to a path leading to this experience and its very powerful consequences. The founders espousing this belief were rationalists who believed in God, but also believed in the just and righteous principles of his creation. They believed that God had created mankind with a conscience, and this fact was knowable by all men. Assuming this concept of God and his nature were not impeded by wrong principles and beliefs. From this it was clear, notably to Jefferson, that God had bestowed upon mankind certain inalienable rights that needed to be supported by government if sovereign nations were to be aligned with the intention of deity. We are all put on earth for a reason, but the most powerful reason is to have the experience of contact with Source, because this is the highest and best way to realize our purposes as individuals here on earth. What does this mean? It means that direct experiential contact with the Source of our being can lead to obtaining specific directions as to our own mission in life, specific guidance towards the development of goals, related to that mission and the positive manifestation of that mission, the goals are goals, and their outcomes are aligned with spirit. 
I don't want to pretend that the achievement of this direct experience, on whatever level, is easy or that the guidance one appears to be experiencing is always truly from source. A lot of this depends on one's place along the path, a path which is filled with obstacles and challenges due to one's lower nature, commonly called one's ego. Suffice to say that we in the United States were given a great gift by living in a country infused with these great principles, not only because of the liberty and happiness it provides, but because these values experienced so often since childhood suggest the possibility of achieving the dreams and wishes within us that comes from our deepest nature, call it spirit or soul, that part of us aligned with divine presence. Granted, few have probably achieved the full fruit of this possibility, but often conscience is the first step. To act in the interest of mankind and this planet, however one does so, is certainly a step in the right direction. Whereas, in terms of our coalition for planetary empowerment, one can be a member based on one's commitment to world peace, human and citizen rights, without believing or trusting in this type of divine contact and manifestation. Still, I intend, with the help of others, to provide guidance within the network for growth in this direction and for personal and business development as well. Yet, since the core raison d'etre of this network is to serve the purpose of human and citizen rights and to safeguard this planet. The only requirement for membership is the belief of citizen human rights is defined. We think for some, conscience may be the first and only step, but this concern and willingness to act in a manner consistent with our human and citizen's rights agenda is sufficient for membership. Obviously, I believe the move towards planetary greatness requires more than a political solution but perhaps, as I have indicated, a legitimate spiritual component. To this end, I prefer the word enlightenment, meaning more than the rational scientific mindset common to the intellectual elite in the era of the Founding Fathers, but a more cosmic, expansive concept, being tuned into the power that stands behind all manifestation, power that embodies righteousness and intelligence and with whom all human beings are either consciously or unconsciously connected. Leadership of citizens who are informed, empowered, but also enlightened could be the route to bringing true liberty, prosperity, and dignity to the people of this planet. Enlightenment will never be a natural byproduct of social networking, of books, or of interesting conversations. Still, things we read and study and poignant conversations can serve as part of a path leading us to the threshold of true self-realization. The coalition, therefore, would need to be an incubator for character, for inspiring citizens to seek true knowledge of themselves, to fully understand the best ways to interact with friends, associates, and family, to find careers and earn money, justly, creatively, humanely, to see themselves as part of a just universal social order, despite the appearances, and to assist their country in helping to forge a path to planetary greatness, to be a great political community, I believe it would need to also be a kind of fellowship for individual growth. Before I conclude these comments, I'd like to point out the largely unspoken but critical reality that all citizens of the world must address, the dangers of a self-created nuclear Armageddon. Here is an excerpt from an interview of Wayne Dyer. The interview occurred when writers Ray and Lee Hemachandra sat down in Tampa, Florida with Wayne Dyer in December 2014 where they had a very wide conversation, which included something about his feeling about weapons of destruction, including nuclear weapons. And so Wayne said, and we accept the presence of these weapons that are in silos on submarines and airplanes. If any madman gets hold of them, and certainly there are madmen out there who will figure out how to get hold of them, they always have, 
what are we even making such things for? We make weapons now that if we ever use them, we kill ourselves. How do you explode a weapon with so much radiation in it that it will wipe out an entire city and think it's not going to blow over your own cities? We all breathe the same air. It is madness. He was then asked, Is there anything that could bring a shift in this extraordinary situation we face with these weapons? He said, Consciousness will. New understandings will. Belief that these are things that we can no longer tolerate will. And then having elected leaders come out of that consciousness. We need those leaders now more than ever, but getting the American people back into the framework of mind where they don't just accept blindly that they have a democracy, but it is necessary that they take charge and actually run it. That will be a return to making our country great, and it will be truly a beacon of light to other countries. The torch of liberty in New York Harbor will glow with a new brightness and perhaps hope will be restored to the world. And if every citizen in every country in the world begins to wake up and choose the leaders that truly reflect our interests, maybe the whole planet will glow with prosperity and happiness, and mankind can truly begin his next great adventure, a journey to the stars. With these thoughts, I close this discussion regarding the substance of the coalition, the new planetary empowerment network we are seeking help to build through crowdfunding. If you wish further information about the coalition, and perhaps to help out with some modest funding, and help share our information with your friends and associates, please go to GoFundMe.com and put the Coalition for Planetary Empowerment in the search field. If you feel you're sick of passively standing by while your country loses more and more of its original purpose, and you wish to be part of the We the People again, please join us as we move forward in this bold new attempt to help restore our American ideals. For those who live outside of this country but also live in a democratic country, and wish to participate and contribute to the Global Dialogue Center about human and citizen rights throughout the world, please visit our GoFundMe website. There are a few key players in Inalienable and Free who I would like to thank. First, there's BBS Radio, definitely one of the most interesting and comfortable stations I've experienced. If you want to be an online radio host with all the advantage of having professional assistance in producing and broadcasting, BBS Radio is an excellent choice. Don and Doug Newsom, the owners, definitely have a mission to assist, promote, and nurture their radio show hosts in a manner that goes all the way back to the early days of radio. For in this modern type of broadcasting and streaming, Don and Doug are both pioneers in the modern era, but also aficionados of the early days of broadcasting. I want to thank Hassan Khan for helping me with every phase of our podcast and the development of our crowdfunding program. Hassan will also oversee any website and audio-video content we develop for our clients from New Galaxy Enterprises. Thanks also to Edgar Allens, who has put his powerful music to the lyrics we have developed for the remarkable singer Patricia Welch. We will now say goodbye and then end with a beautiful rendition of O Freedom. Thanks for joining Don Newsom and I on Inalienable and Free, Voice of the Coalition. As we go about developing our new organization, the Coalition for Planetary Empowerment, we hope you will consider the importance of taking part in the electoral processes of your government and asserting the rights you have to vote for the companies you respect and love by casting your ballot as a shareholder or as a consumer with what you buy. We hope soon to make this possible through a social network responsive to your needs to dialogue about your rights as a citizen but also to be able to effectively act in concert with like-minded colleagues to find representatives of government and business executives who will hear your voice and appreciate your message. See you soon.
This is Johnny Blue Star. Imagine a dark night. The wind is crisp and cool. The sky cloudless and majestic. Perhaps you are walking alone or with a loved one. Scattered about the night sky are thousands upon thousands of points of light. Look above you, friends of this restless planet. Out there into the night sky, unknown worlds await. Beauty behind imagination. Intelligence beyond comprehension. Life in its infinite forms and variations, yet all from the same seed, the same fundamental vibration. A cosmic tapestry of infinite light, yet each thread unique and indispensable. Look above you, out into the vastness of the night sky, for your destiny lies out there, somewhere among the stars. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom.